This is the Shopify Dropify, hosted by The Cut. Let's say you're advertising more on Facebook. You want to make sure that the people who are coming from Facebook are, again, the right types of customers, people who will make bigger purchases, not make as many returns, you know, come back over time. And we're seeing more and more companies that, you know, e-commerce sites are sometimes only selling a couple of things, you know, just a couple of items or like product mixes. It, then it becomes even more complicated because if one of those starts to not sell well, it's a huge effect. But if it does really well, you know, changes your business. Welcome to episode 42 of the Shopify Dropify and Ben's conversation with Ari Messer from Little Data. Little Data specialise in bringing together the various data streams of e-commerce sites and making sure that information is tracked and easily accessible. Ari and Ben chat about the importance of data, understanding customers and customising the experience based on what your business can learn about your customers. Thanks for listening. Hello Ari, please introduce yourself, Um, welcome along to The Cut, but tell us what you guys do uh, at Little Data and tell us a little bit about yourself as well if you could. Hey, sure, it's good to be here. Um, Nice to connect across the pond. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm Ari, I'm the co-founder of Little Data. We started in London and I was actually living there at the time and then as we started to grow, get more e-commerce merchants as customers, especially in North America, I moved back to New York. Are you a native New Yorker? Um, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, originally from Northern California. Ah, awesome. I've been there. And just to clarify for people, I guess, a little bit of context here, you and I met very randomly in the queue for some coffee at one of the very last wrap-up events at the end of Unite this year in Toronto. Absolutely. And we really needed that coffee because... <laughs> It's a great conference, but it's exhausting. It had been a long few um, days, definitely, and Scott and I were just uh, an hour or two yeah. away from flying, starting our long journey home at that point. But anyway, enough about you and me. Hmm. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about Little Data and, uh, and as a business and what you guys deliver and specialize in. Yeah, so, I mean, in short, what we do is help e-commerce sites get accurate data. That's the, that's the sort of like quickest pitch, but um, in a little more detail, we started out as consultants, um, basically Google Analytics consultants, helping some with um, marketing plans and things. But as we started to notice that there really was a, a huge need in e-commerce, because for one thing, it's growing really fast, but there's also um, so many different touch points, checkout steps, you know, different marketing channels people are experimenting with, all this different stuff. Okay. Um, and it can be difficult to get accurate data that you know you can trust and to get all your data in like one place. So is it, is it, about, is it about accuracy and also that accessibility of having data from a lot of different channels and platforms in, in one place? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and we're actually built on top of Google Analytics, which almost everyone uses even if they use other tools too. Of course. Um, and we also connect with Segment now, but the main thing is we want to get everything into GA and then you can model it out. You can do it, you know, you can do retargeting. You can um, just understand user behavior better and sort of connect everything all together. Yeah, the understanding of the customers and what they're getting up to is, is just so important, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about um, some of your best advice first. A lot of the people that listen to our podcast are Shopify merchants and I think, you know, probably most of them are early on in the journey, maybe in the first two to three years potentially. Um, 
So we always like to, you know, jump straight into sharing some insights from the people we talk to. So let, let's get straight into some of your best insights from Ari and Little Data. What, what's the highest value advice you can give to any e-commerce business owner, do you think? Yeah, I would say the most important advice, that's something that's true across sizes of like all different, you know, all different sizes of stores, people selling all different kinds of things, um, different locations, is really just to focus on a couple of key metrics, like to figure out what's most important for your business. Um, and especially in those first few years, really pay close attention to those, you know, make sure you're getting good data about them. Um, but And what, what might a couple of those metrics be? Just some examples of what they might be so we can give people some context around that. Yeah, sure. So it could be something as really straightforward as like the average order value. Sure. Um, that's, that's a common one and one I, I like to emphasize. Um, I, I'm not really all about conversion rates because it really matters, you know, if those people are going to make a big purchase, if they're going to return later, that's a lot more important yeah, absolutely. <laughs> than just saying you have a page that converts well. Um, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I guess another one is lifetime value or customer lifetime value. There's all these different sort of names and acronyms for it, but, you know, basically just that same idea of, like, is someone going to, come back and purchase, whether you sell things by subscription or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's a topic that just comes up in pretty much every conversation we have, whether it's in the podcast or, you know, talking to merchants um, as clients, the, the, the lifetime of our customer value theme is a very, very strong one right now. Hmm. Um, for someone in the startup phase, like in the really early, early days or maybe, you know, just pre immediately pre-launch, where should they be focusing their energy, do you think, as, as someone who's about to become an e-commerce entrepreneur? Where should they focus their time and energy to get most value? Yeah, well, I mean, using, um, you know, sort of looking around a lot um, and getting advice, obviously working with the agency um, that they, if they you know, have been lucky enough or smart enough to like <laughs> work with an agency to get set up sure. um, to try to get a tech stack that's already sort of um, been proven to work for the type of business they want to run. Okay. That's definitely important. So I mean, maybe that's why they came to Shopify in the first place, but then there's plugins for, um, you know, different checkout plugins. There's all kinds of other stuff you can do. Um, SMS, stuff yeah 100% yeah it's really important it's important to build build the machine right isn't it I was, I was talking to a merchant on the phone yesterday who, who had been you know two years trying to get a, um, a product comparison app into her website and mm. you know I suggested to them that maybe they weren't maybe they weren't getting the right advice on that because it's not the sort of task that should take anyone two years to achieve and that if someone knows Shopify they should be able to provide some um, pretty definitive solutions around that and then as you say build out the core platform with things that are going to work for their business yeah absolutely and I guess you know grow moving slowly it's that same idea of like not too many metrics. Like there's all kinds of cool tools, but which ones do you really need? <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. and are you selling maybe too many products? Maybe you should start with just a few SKUs at first. Um, it's good to sort of, you know, think, uh, don't be afraid to think sort of like crazy ideas about what you're doing, push it really far, but then, yeah. 
<laughs> That's good advice as well. Like start small. You don't. Uh, people, sometimes people with a, with an existing retail store, a physical store, might think they have to put every one of their products into their into their Shopify store. And mm. uh, the opposite can be way more effective to start with a small set of product categories and a, and a, and some smaller, more manageable sets of maybe the most popular products that they have, and then test test it from there. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good, I mean, I don't know if you've seen that a lot. I know you guys were pretty early into the Shopify world, but we're starting to see more stores that were sort of traditional brick and mortar or larger like e-commerce sites um, that want to do something smaller. They want to try subscriptions for the first time or whatever, and then they get going with Shopify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That we, we, set, we have that conversation quite often for sure. Um, so from the little data point of view, what's the most common mistake you see Shopify and e-com businesses making? Hmm. Well, I guess just to revisit that last point quickly, like trying to sell too many different things, sort of yep. confusing the branding, yep. not getting the branding right. Um, I think that's that's probably the most common mistake and it sounds like really basic but it can make a big difference. No, it really can, can't it? I think often that, and it's understandable because in a startup stage you, you probably don't have the money to invest in the branding and the messages and even potentially the, the idea and the way the business is communicating but it can be so critical in e-com, can't it? Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of like like maybe there are other, we've seen businesses because part of what we can help with is tracking the user um, behavior on the site. It's not just the checkout steps and the marketing, although that comes with the package too. Sure. But it's like sometimes there might be a certain set of products um, that would be selling really well, but because you're sort of, you know, you're trying to do a business like a similar kind of like business, like let's say someone else selling coffee, um, and you've people have tried to design it the same way or the checkout flow, but their actual buyer persona is pretty different and unique. So it's like designing for that and then figuring out how to optimize for like your actual customers yeah. who are the people that, you know, we are going to love your brand and come back over time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the right the right person for your business and product. Yeah, absolutely. Giving them what they want and expect and need uh, rather than what you sort of think they want or what you want to be giving. Yeah, totally. I guess part of that's too just trusting the data. Yeah. You know, it's funny that we'll still have people who say, even if the data shows, you know, let's say 80% of their buyers are in their 20s, they still think in their mind maybe they had it set up that they were selling to people in their 40s or 50s or all kinds of basic stuff like that. And, like, the data doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, that's, that's it. That's a good piece of advice right there, isn't it, to trust trust the data for sure. Uh, maybe you should have been called trust data instead of little data. <laughs> Maybe a side project. We can launch that. It's yeah. a cute name. I'm just kidding. It's a cute name, Little Data. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> so you guys specialize um, in simplifying the analytics and data and I guess, you know, simplifying the access to the right data as well and your focus is on the connectivity around that. Why is this so important for e-commerce businesses? Uh, for sure. Well, I would say the biggest reason it's important is that especially with a platform like Shopify um, it's like a lot of times parts of the checkout are maybe missing um, or you've added on like those plugins I was saying where almost everyone's using other apps and um, plugins at different parts of the process sure um, and like if your tracking isn't totally complete across each step you could miss out on what 
is the most vital sort of possibility for where you could see a lot of growth. Okay. Um, yeah, and it can also long term. It can st- as you start to you know, let's say you're advertising more on Facebook. Um, you want to make sure that the people who are coming from Facebook are again the right types of customers, people who will make bigger purchases, not make as many returns. You know, come back over time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like our Facebook ads connection pulls that data from Facebook into Google Analytics, so you can see it alongside your Shopify data and other things. Yeah, okay. So that makes complete sense. You're seeing the data from all of the channels next to each other, which allows you to, I guess, compare, understand it within a context as it's related to the main platform or even another another piece of software you might be using. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, okay. You know, and not a, to a get, little data. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say that, like, not to get too dorky, but what we do on the Shopify side is we use webhooks and server-side tracking to make sure that we capture every single thing that happens in the checkout, every sale, every you know almost sale, removes from cart, as well as adds to cart and stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's when I say more detailed, accurate data. It's like we're actually capturing every single thing. And are you guys helping the your clients, the merchants, you know, decipher and interpret that data as well yeah we do um to a degree we have benchmarks in the app so you can see how you're performing in with those different metrics against similar types of stores okay yeah that's helpful so that's definitely um helpful and we even have like more technical ones like page load speed and other stuff that um again especially for merchants who are sort of just starting out it may seem like something you don't want to pay attention to but um let me tell you, the technical stuff can make a huge difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. People don't want to wait around for a page to load, do they? No, more and more so, and especially with mobile shopping. Totally, totally. So important. Um, so Little Data offers lots of connections, doesn't it? But I've heard that the recharge connection is the most popular. Why is that? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. And we're actually, I mean, I know we're recording this um, a bit before it will air, but um, we're heading to the Recharge Conference in Los Angeles next week um, in later September. So we're excited about that. And yeah, they were one of our early partnerships and it's grown really fast because what Recharge does is help businesses sell things by subscription. Yeah, I'm familiar. And they just make it really easy. Yeah. Yeah. So just like... um, Shopify makes it easy to sort of create a site. They make it really easy to, um, you know, sell a subscription box or whatever it is. We've had customers who sell like yoga mats by subscription. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, coffee, wine, whatever it is. Sure, sure. And the the difficulty with that is having a way to track first time purchases or one off purchases uh, versus recurring purchases. So it's basically what our connection does, what our like integration with Recharge does is make sure that you can differentiate first time from recurring purchases and again then sort of build out that lifetime value okay. to see is your sales performing, you know, is your sort of sales flow working like it should, is your marketing working like it should, where can it be improved? Yeah, because you want to approach a subscribing customer in a different way to a I guess, a, a one-time or an ad hoc or a first-time customer. Yeah, absolutely. And we're seeing more and more companies that, you know, e-commerce sites that are sometimes only selling a couple of things, you know, just a couple of items or, like, product mixes. Yeah. Um, so 
then it becomes even more complicated because if one of those starts to not sell well, it's a huge effect. All their eggs are in one basket. But if it does really well, you know, it changes your business. Yeah, okay. Very interesting, very interesting. If you, I mean, a lot of people don't like talking about a typical client, but if you had to describe some, I guess, common commonalities that your clients at Little Data share, what what would they be and what sort of what sort of situation are they in uh, most typically? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, they do share some traits, um, and it's not even as much about like number of transactions per month or you know revenue. It's more like they're usually getting ready to either really scale up their advertising budget, okay, or um, maybe they've just migrated to Shopify or they're about to launch a new theme. Um, so it's kind of businesses in transition, sort of getting ready for the next stage of growth. That's usually when they come to us. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, but they're getting more serious about the data. If they're investing more in advertising, the data becomes more important uh, exponentially, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because you know that, like, let's say Mm. your Shopify data was off by 3 to 5%. When you're first starting, that's not a lot of money. (laughs) But after, you know, once you're a 5 to $10 million business, obviously, 5% is a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. A lot more, a uh, lot more in uh, in dollars. Yeah, and, and from a customer's point of view, what you know, when they speak to you, what do they want to achieve? What are, how how are they describing their objectives in terms of what little data offers? Yeah, there are a couple of questions that come up a lot, and um, the biggest one is really just simply, can you um, figure out why my Shopify data doesn't match what I see in Google Analytics? Um, yeah okay so it's kind of a way of they know they want accurate data but it's like you have these different and maybe neither of those match what's in their bank account (laughs) so you know you want to make sure everything matches up um sure yeah and then the other one is just the other common question is is um merchants who say we want to start calculating lifetime value or sort of get more metrics other than just conversions and sales um you know, can you help us do that? Yeah. So we do have sort of enterprise plans and um, that come in a different range of varieties to sort of fit clients' needs along those lines. Yeah, okay. And and without getting into specific brands, although you can name drop if you want to, do you have like Mm -hmm. some some real-life case studies or, you know, short examples that you could give us in terms of, you know, potentially challenges and solutions and outcomes? Uh, Sure. Yes, I mean, we have a few case studies on the site, so maybe we can share that link too after the interview. But um, one good one that we come back to a lot is Athletic Greens. That's, a again, a Shopify site um, selling using Recharge, and they sell a um, really awesome, like, super green energy supplement drink. Okay. Um, I hope I'm describing it right, but that's basically. I thought you were going to say they sell um, turf or, or astroturf or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's basically drinkable turf, but it's very sure good for you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've been one of our long term customers. And again, they sort of went through the whole um, process from at first not knowing if they could really trust their data. Um, to then using our app to help get everything set up correctly. Um, and then slowly over time, adding like the Facebook ads connection, the Google ads connection, and starting okay. to optimize for each channel. 
Um, yeah, so that's been a, a cool experience. And they've also helped us learn a little bit more about a business with, again, only two or three SKUs. So they have a couple of just core offerings. Um, and they've been, you know, they're always optimizing and continually trying to get a little bit more uh, specific about what people really want. Yeah, interesting, um, interesting. Yeah, a lot of our um, early experience with Shopify came from um, Flat Tummy Tea, which became Flat Tummy Co and, and some subsequent oh, yeah. brands that they spun out. And they just, they, I think when we started with them, they only had two or three SKUs. So, you know, that hmm. was a perfect example and their product was based on subscriptions and um, repeat, repeat orders. And, um, yeah, I mean, they were a huge, huge international success their story and ended up selling uh, to an American Canadian um, uh, business after about four or five years for, for you know quite a significant amount of money so it's definitely true that, mm. that some interesting stories come out of the businesses that have a very very small number of uh, products to sell right yeah um, absolutely and I know that yeah. I remember one of the key things I don't remember the stat off the top of my head but um, they okay. saw like a lot more of their conversions were people who would not end up because um, they had a long, like, I think they have a 60-day return policy. Um, okay. So, that you know, it's kind of like a long time to even wait to see if someone's going to cancel their subscription. <laughs> but um, sure. long term, it, it actually, by using the connection to understand sort of which campaigns were contributing to um, – long-term customers, people who stuck with the brand, they saw like a really good at least 20-30% uplift in that revenue from the subscriptions. Yeah, wow, which has a huge effect on the bottom line, as you said earlier, in terms of dollars. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I know it even it even filters into, you know, production and um, fulfillment networks and all the other stuff behind it, so they can kind of predict um, what things are going to sell better. Yeah, wow, awesome. So they're starting to sort of become you know intuitively predictive about what potentially is going to happen in the future with some accuracy are they yeah for sure yeah amazing amazing so from the perspective of 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 customer metrics and performance data in the first couple of years of an e-com business what are the key things business owners um should be doing from your point of view yeah in the first few years um i guess one thing is i mean again it's sort of like coming back to the idea of just a few core metrics. Yeah. Um, but when you're focusing on them, I think it's really important, even if your team is just two or three people, yeah. or say two people plus you know someone at the agency or someone at Shopify, Sure. Um, it's good to make sure everyone's on the same page in terms of that data and understands what it means and understands sort of the different steps you're taking to improve the, those metrics. Yeah, um, yeah very good. Because it can be really easy. Yeah, you know, work with these companies from everywhere from two people all the way up to, you know, several hundred. But yeah, there's, it's amazing how just like, if you get a little bit off in terms of your uh, communications, then the gap just gets wider and wider and people could be working towards, you know, different, like optimizing the website with different goals, which isn't a great idea. Yeah, sure. So getting everyone on the same <laughs> page, being very clear about what you're measuring and why and what that's going to lead to. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's cool. Very cool. Um, what are the unique challenges do you think that e-commerce companies face as opposed to you know traditional or bricks and mortar retail? Like, what, what specifically in e-com do 
the, the business owners face that's, that's sort of unique or special in that environment? Yeah, well, other than the sort of threat from Amazon, <laughs> which I think is, is uh, growing, but we're seeing a lot of platforms, Shopify, Magento, BigCommerce, they're adapting really well, I think, to help merchants. Yeah, they're all, they're all growing, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, and even like Shopify launching their own fulfillment network at Unite, that's huge. Very big news, um, yeah. A lot of people were sort of pitching that news in the context of all they're taking on Amazon head-to-head and all and that sort of mm. stuff, which, yeah, I guess is maybe maybe sort of true in concept, but in reality it's going to take a lot longer than that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of it, announcements at Unite, it's, it's like it's only really just the beginning of an announcement about something that might or might not happen. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess also unique to to e-commerce, especially in 2019, is is really just the fact that even if you're just selling more or less in your country, you usually have a much wider scope. So maybe you're national, or in a lot of cases, we see um, multinational, you know, selling in different countries, different currencies, um, dealing with customers all over the world, which is both really exciting, but also increasingly complex yeah sure no the cross-border is a big topic at the moment and as you say e-com gives gives someone who might be operating in a neighborhood or a city the the chance to go out to the city the state the country um, and then potentially into other countries with with reasonable ease nothing is really super easy in this space as it is mm. in any business but um you know the, the accessibility to do that and achieve that is is, is re- very much there we, we do speak to very small kind of mum and dad operations who are selling internationally and have, you know, fulfilment networks set up in North America and Europe and, and they're literally running the business just like you said before with with two or three of them and maybe some partners in, in some specific areas that are giving them some help. But it's, uh, it's pretty amazing, those sorts of stories for sure. Yeah, it's really cool. And they start to build, you know, it goes beyond the, um, beyond just the, sort of e-commerce data where we started to see our merchants who are selling in different countries and maybe they try out a few and then one really catches on and they start to actually build real you know, human relationships with people there, with the customers, maybe with uh, brick-and-mortar stores that end up carrying some of the products and stuff. So that's just really cool. It's like a whole new world. It is interesting, isn't it? That, that's something we've seen come up in conversation, and I think it was touched on at Unite as well, that the, the, the growth and success of e-commerce seems to be driving back where you're getting these, you know, very successful businesses that were purely online and now opening up physical stores <laughs> to give people the opportunity to physically engage with their brand, their people, their products. It's it's a little different still to, to traditional retailing, yeah. perhaps a little more sort of experiential, but it's interesting to see e-com driving in some ways, the opening of, of physical stores again. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's total reversal. Yeah. Like even Shopify launched a uh, physical store in L.A. that we're going to hopefully 
That's right. Scott and I visited it actually oh, when cool. we, we did a uh, stop over in LA on the way up to Toronto. We went and visited the, the oh. Shopify store. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool, and, and that's very much you know like a co-work not not a co-working space, but it's a collaboration space, and they have all their pos systems set up, and they have an education theatre there, and people can go and do mm. product photography. So it's very much you know an e-com experiential type venue, I guess you would call it, rather than you know a shop in the traditional sense oh that's great yeah and it's kind of yeah, that you vibe. should drop yeah. in there mate if you're uh, if you're in la in a few weeks yeah we'll do this is a good reminder yeah um and so talking about that i guess that's probably a really cool way to um segue across to um talking about evolution just quickly before we wrap up but i mean it doesn't really need to be said that e-com technology digital marketing it's always moving very very quickly what changes or trends do you guys see at little data in emerging now that are going to affect e-com and and what you're doing um particularly in the next year or two yeah well that's actually a perfect segue because i mean one of the big trends is toward um, POS systems, people either doing pop-ups or some sort of physical um, store appearance. Activation. And I think that's, we're still working, you know, it's actually kind of a a bigger challenge than one might think to track that stuff and connect it with (laughs) everything else. Um, But we've started working on it. So you're talking about bringing bringing in data from what's happening in in the phys- at a physical location into the and looking at it side by side with the uh, with the online data is that right absolutely yeah yeah very interesting I can I can imagine that, that, that that's going to be challenging just in itself because you don't have all those touch points that you can you can literally measure um, yeah in a physical store that's going to have to involve some different mechanics around that isn't it yeah for sure and I, I think part of that is individual brands will start to develop apps that aren't even for sales. They'll be more just sort of cool experiences, things for people to do to interact as a way, of course, to yeah. like capture that customer ID. Well, yeah, and that was something else that was talked about at Unite a bit was this idea of in, in the physical stores now you'll bring in parts of the e-commerce experience, whether it be browsing different colorways or even pressing some buttons to order some different sizes or colors. Let's say we're talking about clothing or shoes or something or apparel, and you would from the from the change room or from the rack you would be able to order up to look at some different variants of the products you're most interested in. So I guess in that sense, if you've got that digital engagement in the physical store you would be able to measure those touch points and what's going on with the customer there wouldn't you yeah for sure and then you we can well like in terms of the data we can start to look at those product variants because customization is another uh sort of upcoming trend um and so thinking of product variants that might not even be something that's in production yet but as a sort of way to test out new product ideas um, I think that's something else that's coming. Yeah, sure. That's very interesting. It's a very exciting space to be in. And, um, yeah, we love helping people get their heads around it, and uh, as I'm sure you do. Um, if you could finally, uh, Ari, before we wrap up, if you could tell um, our merchants and the people that are going to be listening to, to us here to do one thing right now to improve their business, what would that be from from you you at uh, Little Data? One thing would be um, basically think about that that analytics issue, the data thing that you don't want to think about that you've been putting off, <laughs> and you know 
take it seriously. It's kind of like that advice to always send that first email in the morning that you've been the one you're dreading sending. <laughs> sure, get get the get the horrible job out of the way because you feel so much better having done it, don't you? Absolutely. Because e-commerce is a great space, so why spend time, you know, otherwise you'll be worrying about this stuff all the time but never quite addressing it. And I think you, you touched on something there that's probably pretty common is that, that some merchants, maybe more the smaller ones or the ones earlier on in the journey, are a little bit intimidated by the volume and nature of the data and they feel like they don't understand it or they can't interpret it and so that might be something that they they put off and they ignore or they go with their gut instinct and, and rather than looking at the numbers and and putting their trust in them. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of like there are no dumb questions when it comes to e-commerce because you might uncover something that, um, you know, especially with Shopify, there are great online communities and discussion groups and it's worth asking because there might be a lot more people than you think struggling with the same question. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's so true, isn't it? I mean, we see that at our meetups that, that you know, merchants love to hear from other merchants because they are definitely sharing the same experiences and challenges and uh, and they're able to share solutions in a lot of cases as well. So, the, the, I mean, the community around Shopify is one of the most awesome things about the whole the whole piece of software. Ironically, it's the people that are, that, that are gathered around it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's that community. All right, Ari, well... Uh, yeah, it's, and it's you and me, mate. It's great people like you and me having a conversation just like the one we've just for had. Sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's been really, really interesting chatting. And, look, I'm, I'd like to say thank you for sticking with me. I know we had a few obstacles with time zones and then a couple of trips from my end and you were tra- you've been travelling internationally. But thanks for sticking with us and it's been really, really good to get this podcast happening. Um, and it's been awesome to, to hear from you and get some more information about Little Data. No worries. Yeah, it's been really fun. All right. Yeah, well, you know, we, we hope to get out to Australia someday, so we'll let you know. Yeah, well, if you do or even if you're coming into Southeast Asia somewhere, please do drop us a line and um, there's a good chance that we'll be able to connect or, or maybe make some introductions for you guys. So, yeah, please stay in touch and all the very best to you guys. Really cool. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you're liking our podcasts, please share them with your e-com friends and colleagues. We drop a new episode every week as we talk with Shopify merchants, e-commerce experts and app developers. If you want to be on the podcast yourself, we can make that happen. Just call Ben at The Cut or hit thecut.net.au and get in touch. We'll make you famous. Thanks for listening. Access e-commerce expertise from The Cut anytime. Visit thecut.net.au and connect on Facebook and LinkedIn.